Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And today we have a new feature that I want to let you know about. I'm going to be taking theological questions that you guys send in, and I'm going to be answering them, but not just to give you the answer, but also why it matters for your life. So I trust that you'll find this helpful in addition to uh, our great study that we're going through in 1 Samuel. And so today's first question, it comes in from Patrick, and he wants to know, what is is the difference between God's manifest presence and omnipresence? Well, NASA is dedicated primarily towards one mission, to explore the created universe. They can go to the very ends of the earth and our surrounding galaxies, but they cannot hope to exhaust the God of the Bible. Psalm 147.5 tells us that the God of the Bible cannot be contained by space. So when we compare NASA to the Lord, the Lord has zero spatial limitations. While NASA is limited by finances and technological advancements. The Lord is also infinite, majestic, holy. He's everywhere present and all-knowing, unconstrained by either time or space, along with having complete knowledge of everything at all times and in all places. Jeremiah 23, 24 is one text among many that reveals the Creator's everywhere present nature. Jeremiah 23, 24 says, Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth declares the Lord. And since the Lord is everywhere and has zero limitations, there is no place that anyone can go to hide. For example, let's say you're in a room. Well, God is there fully present, not just in your room, but in every room and in every place all at once. God is not more present at point A than he is at point B or point C. God is present equally from A to Z and at all points and places in between. Let's consider the following points. The character of God and his attributes are fully present in the creation he made at every point and in every place. The Lord has complete knowledge of everything. Even in our most private moments or when we don't quote-unquote feel God, God is still present with us. So how do we define the omnipresence of God and the manifest presence of God? Well, the omnipresence of God explains how God is everywhere all at once, while the manifest presence of God is his presence made clear. See, the ideas we're discussing here today, they're, they're complex. And to dive into them, we need to understand how they relate to our lives. Well, reality is something we all experience every day of our lives. Every breathing moment, which if you're alive, guess what? You're breathing. Big shock there, okay? But reality may not seem relevant to people who have no sense of the presence of God. After all, many people feel God is not far away. Not close, but cold and uncaring, and that feeling becomes their perceived reality. Even so, as Christians, we do not have a perceived reality, but an objective reality grounded in the revealed Word of God. So Christians can know God in objective truth and in perceived experience. While the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit may not be visible or able to be sensed physically, but His presence is still real and occurs in actual time and and space. And to understand this point, let's consider the following example. Well, the Lord manifests His presence. This results in biblical truth being carried from the mind to the heart in much the same way as a mother may know of her child in the womb. Only in holding the child after birth does a mother know the child in actual reality, and the child knows his mother in real time and space. So where do we see
see this in the Bible, omnipresence and manifest presence. Well, the first example is David, King David. In Psalm 71, David prays in the midst of his challenges to the Lord because he knows God knows him. And so he prays in Psalm 71, 20 through 21, is powerful this prayer is. See, the presence of the Lord was hidden for a time in his life, and it was a time of troubles and calamities. Psalm 71, 20 says, Even so, David trusted the Lord in his presence, which was also a comfort to him. Psalm 71, 21 says. Example two is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, we could also consider Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and it might seem like they were at the mercy of King Nebuchadnezzar. But what Nebuchadnezzar didn't understand was the omnipresent of God when he threw them in into the burning furnace. So when Nebuchadnezzar did that, the manifest presence of God showed up in Daniel Daniel 3, 24 through 25 tells us. And understanding this helps us to grab hold of how the manifest presence of the Lord became discernible to the pagan king. Well, now let's talk about the omnipresence and the manifest presence of the Trinity. The omnipresent nature of God applies to the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit And as we talk about the omnipresence of God, we're not talking about the promise of a unique experience. We're talking about the results of his interaction with the people of God that is unmistakable, along with how the people of God experience God himself. Each person of the Trinity has made himself present in the lives of specific individuals. For example, in Exodus 3, God the Father spoke to Moses in the burning bush. But we need to understand, God had always been with Moses. But then in the far side of the wilderness, near Mount Horeb, Exodus 3.1 says, the Lord chose to manifest himself. Well, God the Son also manifests himself through the incarnation when he came to die and rescue sinners. John 1.14 says, the word became flesh and his dwelling among us. You see, it's also the Holy Spirit for on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was made manifest to Christians in the upper room, Acts 2, 2 through 4 says. And this resulted in the manifest presence through the Holy Spirit in the lives of the disciples, turning the world upside down, Acts 17, 6 says. See, God's presence is defining reality. You might think that your current circumstances are your reality. but And there's some truth to that. But even more so, God's presence is defining reality. There is never a time when God is not present with you, but there are Maybe times when God is not manifestly with us. Well, let's talk about this some more because that can be confusing. Sometimes the presence of God is not clear or evident to the human eye or to the spirit. Christians are not called to walk by sight, but to live by faith. Which is why Paul says we are to live by faith, not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says. Now consider the following truths. The omnipresence of God can exist without our awareness, but the manifest presence of God cannot. The manifest presence of the Lord causes our awareness of him to be awakened to biblical truth and reality. So we need to ask the question, what does God's omnipresence and manifest presence mean for the Christian life? After all, you're wondering, what does all that heavy theology mean for me? Well, the first thing is, is it means God is always, always with Christians. See, Christians always have the Holy Spirit with them. 1 Corinthians 16, 9 tells God's people the Holy Spirit will not be taken from them. The Holy Spirit is our comforter and our helper until Jesus returns at his second coming. At that time, Jesus will be with his people manifestly and forever. Second point, Christians will not always feel that God is with them. That's an important point. But even so, we need to understand that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is not the same 
as the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. Every Christian goes through times when they don't feel saved. Even so, that doesn't mean those feelings are true. That's a perceived reality rather than a genuine reality as defined by God and revealed in the Word of God. And so Christians should take seriously every prompting from the Holy Spirit to pray, which Paul describes in Romans 8, 15 through 16. And Christians should also trust in the omnipresence of the Lord when they don't feel God, while also understanding he never leaves nor forsakes his own, Hebrews 13, 5 says. Christians do not need to rely on signs or miracles, for they have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, who is also their comforter. You see, the Holy Spirit comforts his own as they acknowledge their need of the grace of Jesus Christ. The third point, God sees all a Christian needs and acts on their behalf. You see, since God is everywhere, he is never far away, and he comes quickly to our aid, since he is a very present help in time of need, Psalm 46, 1 says. And he summons his people before the throne of grace to meet that need, Hebrews 4, 14-16 says. So Christians can know the Lord is acting on behalf in every time and every place that they are according to his revealed will in scripture for the good of his beloved people. Well, thank you so much, Patrick, for your great question today. And I hope and trust that this is helpful to you as you think about the difference between God's manifest presence and omnipresence. Well, if you enjoyed this episode today, I want to encourage you to share it with your friends and your family and uh, so that they might uh, grow an understanding of God's word and, and how it relates to uh, the Christian life and, and and, uh, living before the face of God. So I pray that uh, this has been helpful and, and will be fruitful in your life. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.